Happy Friday, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the bye week episode of the Friday Night Forecast. I am your host, Travis Blakesley. I have joining me today a, uh, a cast of four, Herm the Buffalonian. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. Hanging in there. And back again with us, Mr. Evan Zinger. How you doing, Evan? I'm fantastic, Travis. Good to hear. And Mr. Cody, how you doing, sir? Thanks for coming back. Doing well. Good to be here, guys. All right, all right. For the uninitiated, here on the Friday Night Forecast, we give you our outlooks, forecasts, and prediction on the upcoming week. Funny thing is we don't have a game this coming week, so uh, we'll do something a little different. As always, like, subscribe, and share. Um, follow us on the Cold Front Report on all social media platforms. And if you're not able to catch us live, remember... We are available on all audio podcast platforms, so find us over there at the Cold Front Report. Fellas, uh, week, week six was not, uh, it didn't go as planned, but um, you know, there's some things we can take from this. Unfortunately, there's another sour taste in our mouth right before the bye week. Last year proved to be positive. Um, hopefully, we get the same result this week. Uh, but let's start on the, the obvious, that final play. Cody, I'm gonna lead lead off with you. You you cool with the fourth and uh, fourth and goal or fourth fourth and one uh, going for it, uh, or would you like to see, see something different? Uh, no, I'm cool with it. Listen, I feel like Allen makes that play nine out of ten times. Um, you saw his foot kind of kick out. That's that's football. I mean, he, to the great quote, he played to win the game, right? Um, our defense couldn't stop anything at that point. You're a yard away with maybe the best, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in football, physical guy. Um, go win the game. I mean, I don't know what the analytics say right there, but uh, I loved it. They're personally. In your favor. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, the only thing I didn't like was Dawkins getting his head kicked in. But besides yeah. that, I, I, loved, I loved the play call. I mean, I don't love the play call. I shouldn't say that. I love the play. Um, go for it. Go for the win. I'm cool with it. Yeah, Jared, Jared uh, Reed is cool with it. Exactly 9 out of 10. You know, I'm fine with the play call. I think where he went, he was very predictable. Um, and it probably showed up on film. And uh, you saw Simmons cheat inside on the very last moment and blow Dawkins into the backfield. And, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Herm, what do you, what'd you think about the call? I love the call. I'm I'm with uh, Cody and you. I wanted we make the first down. I think we win the game. As he said, also we hadn't stopped them since the first quarter, in terms of uh, on defensively. And I think I looked at a stat that Josh fourteen times out of fourteen times on a fourth and one, he was thirteen for fourteen. So, wow. The, yeah, I mean the analytics. If you want to go there, were in our favor. But also, I feel if you can't make it wasn't even a whole yard. If you can't make a yard, you don't deserve it at that particular point. And yeah. and the Dawkins got blown up big time by Simmons and Josh slipped. So, uh, yeah, I like the play. Uh, I didn't want the field goal at that particular point. I mean, we, let's win the game. We're there. You're knocking on the door. So that, yeah. that was my take. And finally, Evan, what's your thought on that final play? Basically the same opinion as the other two guys. Um, yeah, like you also have to consider, even like no matter how small the possibility is, I think um, 
you know, Ben Baldwin has that fourth down bot or whatever, whether it's uh, it just sort of states like whether you should go forward or punt or kick the field goal or anything like that. Um, I think it was like 66% chance that the Bills uh, would win if they converted it or something like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, and like even just thinking logically behind everything, there's, you know, Allen is like, I think like 29 for 32 in career sneaks, something like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're not going to get the ball back if you convert it, more than likely not. Um, if you somehow don't get it into the end zone, you have Bass kick the field goal, and then that goes to overtime. But Bass, you know, as good as Bass is, stranger things have happened. He could he could miss that field goal, right? Yeah. There's so many different variables that you just don't know what could happen. So, um, you know, it's it is what it is at this point. Um, I'd like the decision, but just gotta look forward. Yeah, I I agree. Um. Jason Kemp says he hates the QB sneaks. Too many things go wrong. Need to be creative with the running back. I disagree with the running back. I don't want the ball traveling three to four yards behind the line of scrimmage just to get that extra half a yard. I do wonder if Knox was available in that in that play. Would they run like an RPO power and then kind of let him slide out of the backfield and let Josh either run it or throw it? You know, when you not to play Monday morning quarterback because, you know, we could sit up here and pontificate all day about it. But maybe when you saw the defensive line crash in, you know, a couple minutes, a couple seconds before the snap, maybe back off and have that option. But I think the overarching thing is I liked, you know, we all got on McDermott's case for being conservative against Mm -hmm. the Chiefs in the AFC championship. And I think, you know, th- this is the play. This is the the call, regardless of the actual play selection. This is the call that teams who generally make it far in the playoffs go with, you know, especially when you have the analytics, you have the, the, the players to do it. Um, so, you know, it sucked dealing with it, um, especially if we have to deal with it for another week. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, another thing that I think was a point of contention throughout the game, and I know Herm, and I'm going to start with you. It, it was for you, uh, Dayball's play calling. Yeah, uh, you, you definitely called him out right this time. Uh, what do you think of uh, his play calling overall, specifically in the first half with a lot of first and second down runs? Well, uh, just for the benefit of the listeners and the guys, Travis watched the game with me. He was we were in the room. So, so he he had the first he had the uh, first hand to my commentary as the game was moving along, maybe to maybe to a point of being annoying. But um, we were very predictable. We passed the ball, then we'd run on second down, and then we put ourselves into a third and long. We converted uh, quite a few times, but then um, once again, as we moved up and down the field. And and um, the play calling I didn't like specifically when we want to talk about the red zone. And I know you heard that quite a bit, Travis, but um, we we lead the league and being in the red zone. We're the number one team in the league in the red zone, but we're 26 ranked in scoring touchdowns, which is a problem. There's no mm-hmm. way we should be the 20. I mean, look at all the trash and I'm going to call them riffraff teams that score when they get inside the red zone. We've, um, what's his name? Our kicker is the leading scorer in the league. 
which is problematic. The number two score in the league is Derrick Henry by one point because he's got 10 touchdowns. Sheesh. And our kicker leads the league in points, which is problematic. Wow. Uh, we're second in the NFL in scoring to the Cowboys, but we're 26 in the league in the red zone. And uh, I think, Travis, you heard as I said that finishing drives. Uh, I think Josh Allen said in an interview after the game, if we finish one more of those drives, we win the game. Right. But we didn't. So uh, I think his play calling, once we got inside the red zone, I, I went and looked at a few of the drives today. We passed, then we ran on second down. We got stuff. We didn't run the ball well Monday night. So um, even what happened on that fourth and one, I, you can't say it was a poor ten of things to come because we didn't run the ball with Singletary or Moss. Josh had a few, but we didn't run the ball well, period. And then once we got inside the red zone, um, I think the stat is that uh, Josh hasn't thrown an interception. I forget. It's a bunch of consecutive games, if I'm correct. He, he hasn't he's thrown, thrown a red zone interception ever. Exactly. He's only thrown he, he's one thrown, he's interception th in the end zone. Right. Now, there was a criticism today in one of the Buffalo pieces I'm reading that maybe you haven't because you're not taking chances down there. Mm. Be that, okay, he throws the ball away because there were instances, and I, I can't say we don't, I don't have the opportunity. That was a criticism I read earlier, which piqued my curiosity that. You don't throw interceptions because at some point you got to take a risk down there of if a receiver breaks open. But the bottom line is we're 26 in the league in red zone offense, which we're uh, converting at 55.2%. We were 61% in 2020, but the last three games we're converting 47% of our red zone opportunities, which um, is not good. So. Yeah, and we'll take. we'll get into the red zone in a little bit. Um, but just just to finish off those thoughts, Evan, you got anything on Dayball's play calling specifically? Um, I didn't see like when it came to like anything except the red zone, I didn't see much of a problem with it. Um, weren't as many deep shots uh, down the field compared to um, some previous weeks. Uh, I'm trying to think of how many Josh actually completed. I think just the one, and that was on a broken play. So I. I'm not. I'm not going to count it in as a as a as a play call. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because that was the one he rolled out and then hit Beasley uh, in the end zone. Um, and then there was. I think the only time he like really went like really deep was um, over the middle of the field, like 50 yards down the field. That uh, I think it was. Um, I can't remember which safety it was, but one of the safeties uh, dropped a interception. So yeah, um, and Beasley's was only 29 yard yards too. So it. It, it was wasn't like a bomb, it. you know, right? Yeah. Um, but he still, like, Allen ended up playing well because of those play calls, and they ended up scoring, you know, 31 points regardless of how bad they did in the red zone. So I think there's something you got to take away from that at least um, when it comes to scoring in the red zone. The way I see it at this point, it can't really get much worse so just <laughs> be optimistic that it'll get better honestly like it better not get worse you're right yeah for sure cody what do you got on the red zone or uh, excuse me tables <laughs> yeah, it does come down to the red zone right uh, i mean listen yeah. i get a little bit agitated i felt like against the chiefs we did the design runs with allen and it worked out great but i felt like I know Alan, I think he had nine attempts in this game. I don't know how many were uh 
you know, design runs or whatnot. But the Titans are a much more physical team, right? Um, it, it didn't really work out, and a couple of them had my head scratching a, a few times. Uh, I didn't like it. Um, trying to run between the tackles, I kind of was like, what, what, what are you doing here? I, it felt kind of uh, – there was no sync to it. And a lot of times, uh, you know, Allen's always looking down, down, down the field as opposed to taking those easy shots. I did like that we got Beasley reinvolved. Um, he had a nice game. Uh, he's been kind of a – and I know things are game plan oriented, um, but he's been kind of a ghost the last couple of weeks. And say what you will about that. Um, Gabe Davis did get a couple touches there. So getting those guys involved is great. Um, you know, I, I felt like our passing game really matched up well with their defense. Right. You know, their cornerbacks are smaller guys. They don't have anybody back there that scares you. Jack Rabbit, he's a slighter guy. Um, Caleb Farley went out. Uh, guys were nicked up. I felt like we didn't take advantage of what was there for us. Um mm-hmm. But like, like Herm said too, and like, to, don't want to jump too much into the red zone stuff. But we did move the ball down the field, and then it kind of just—I don't know if it's execution or what—but um, didn't love it, didn't like it. We passed two to one. Um, I thought Singletary looked pretty decent. But we went right to Moss, and again, I think that was because the Titans are a physical team. He's the more physical runner. Ah, it was all right. You know. If yeah, I, sorry, I if I can just add one more thing about Dable's uh, play calling is that I think one of the reasons why the Bills t- tend to struggle in the red zone, at least this year, is that so much of their uh, play calling and, and success is based on the intermediate game. And obviously you don't have that when you're down in the red zone, at least right. especially when you're inside inside the 10. So you have to deal with the short game and it's not like they have um, uh, uh, running backs that are necessarily the best power backs or are receiving threats or anything like that. So I think that might be a reason as well. Yeah. So we'll get into the red zone and, you know, like you said, Evan, they don't have, we haven't seen really any plays that have been successful behind the line of scrimmage. Um, You know, where McKenzie filled that role a lot. The first two years, last two years, he was very successful. We don't have the big guy outside of Knox, and he has been successful in the red zone. But again, you can't when they're dropping everybody and only rushing three, three guys. Uh, you know, and they're playing a zone defense. It's tough, and you can tell that defenses are scheming Allen to roll out to his left. Herm, I know you mentioned a lot. Mm. I mean, it's very obvious that when he rolls out to his right, he's money. He's he's even. I'd argue he's better rolling out to his right than he is in the pocket. Uh, but when you get him rolling out to the left, uh, you know, you're shutting down one side of the field because this, you know, this is a right-handed quarterback who you, he's not going to be able to open up his hips to get the ball from halfway uh, across the field. So it's uh, the play calling was tough. Um, I think that in the beginning, we all know those those two field goals came came to bite us in the ass. Uh, mm. But I think the offense was the, the offensive play calling or, or the strategy was it's OK, we'll get down there again. We'll capitalize. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it comes back to bite you. And, and that's that's what I saw happen. I mean, we had opportunities earlier, uh, earlier on in the third and fourth quarter 
where we didn't really capitalize. We we ended up punting, and uh, you know, you people want to complain about calls, no calls. It really shouldn't have come down to that um, against the Titans, in my opinion. So, Herm, just any last uh, things you got on the red zone woes, so to speak? No, um, I think uh, as Evan said, and and when you and I discussed it, once you get in the red zone, the field is concentrated. So um, everything is packed in there. And uh, maybe we, uh, we do lack a, a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, which kind of spreads it out a little bit. Even on the, or um, rolling them out, as you said, rolling them out, trying to get them to the right. But the team's the defensive strategy, obviously, you saw whoever's playing defensive end on the left side. And, it, and even in the Kansas City game, they were almost falling back to prevent him from rolling out that way and forcing him back to the left side. So that's a strategy. But as Evan said, too, we put up 31 points. Right. Um, but <laughs> as you say, Travis, and some of my other friends, when they call me greedy, I went back over this game and said we should have been in the 50s. <laughs> the points we left on common the table. <laughs> the points yeah, we left absolutely. on the table. All right, we left four and four on the field goals and the seven on the touchdown. Uh, we get and and one of those was a penalty. We forget that Knox scored and that yeah, Sanders got the holding. Exactly, that was taken yeah. off the board. So that was a touchdown, and we get 101 yards out of the red zone. But I'm giving you 20 cent points that we lost. That yeah. I felt. I mean, <laughs> as you know, Travis, I'm known as greedy, but uh, or as you well, say, you're perfection. not wrong. Well, I feel no, like you can take you can you can take away um, the Knox one really, um, like in to- or convert that into a field goal, like it was before, because the holding penalty was pretty justified. Yeah, it was yeah, a, it was, it was it a was hold. Legit. Oh, it was yeah. a it's a mis- it's yeah. a, but it's a mistake um, on our part. They took yeah. a touchdown off the board in the red zone. And then the uh, McKenzie one, much to my incredible dismay. Um, like that was just a, a really dumb penalty on Andre yeah. Smith because at that it point, seemed like it didn't affect the play very yeah because they were what the hold was about he at was the going. same time that yeah. uh, McKenzie had passed him but the the guy um, who was on Andre Smith he I can't remember his his last name's Taylor I think I can't remember his first name but he ran like a four nine at the combine and he's his momentum is <laughs> stopped I don't know why you need to hold him when you're He's not going to catch a four-four guy running at full speed already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, C- Cody, any last? Uh, or actually, I had a question for you. Um, yeah, do you? We saw uh, Dawson Knox throw the the two-point conversion. Do you think maybe uh, Dable incorporates? Yeah, the shot put incorporates <laughs> a little bit more uh, trickery <laughs> or yeah, the finger. Don't forget the finger. <laughs> trickery gimmick plays you think maybe they'll try some of that to loosen up um uh, red zone defenses i feel like those plays are great kind of like when he did it like it's so out of left field and uh I, i've never been one that's big on those plays because i feel like you know it's this guy hands off to that guy and that guy hands off to this guy and things can go wrong yeah I don't like it normally. For me, this this offense is elite, right? I mean, at some point, maybe it's just execution and, and not play calling. I, I can't make that determination. But like we talked before, this is a Bills team that scored 203 points. That's second in the league to the Cowboys, 205. This is the right. all-time 
through six games for the Bills have we the most points we've ever scored, and we're doing it at a clip that like like Herm said, where we're the twenty sixth out of thirty two teams. Like the, the, you make a couple adjustments here, and we should have scored another twenty points against Houston, another twenty points against the Dolphins, another twenty points here. You sound I greedy. Mean, <laughs> it is. It's not no. greedy. It's just no, we're not to. <laughs> exec- you know we're not executing to where right. we can be. And I don't think that's necessarily we should be putting in gimmick plays. I feel like we, our guys line up better than, you know, the, than the opposition here. You have elite wide receivers. Go make it happen. I don't know. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Let's wrap up uh, last week because uh... – I don't want to talk about last yeah, we, week. They lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, well, I want to add just. I want to add. I want to add one other stat. In that game, we ran seventy-three plays to fifty-one, and we had it's time the opposite of the Chiefs game. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say when we're talking about leaving that game alone, but in terms of yeah. um, our production, we ran seventy-three plays to fifty-one, which is remarkable, and over five minutes more in, in time of possession but we lost. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's one that you definitely let get away. And yeah. I think they know it, you know, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a strange parallel to Arizona last year. Very, very strange parallel where <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the Cardinals and the Titans are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say, I feel like the Titans probably played about as well as they could have against us. They won't play a better not. game this year. I agree, Cody. They and, will not. and we did not do that. And I think that speaks to where we can be. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. So we're the hunted. Oh, now. yeah. The yeah. Bills are the yeah, hunted. For yeah. sure. Before we wrap it up, there was one thing. The defense. Uh, uh, I, I posted a um, a meme today or a gif of it. And it was like Bills, Bills fans watching uh, – the tight the defense versus the titans and it was i remember you and uh you know there was it, it looked a little bit like last year where you couldn't stop the a, a leak we couldn't plug it plug the leak and uh i think that you know i obviously mcdermott and dable believe in allen getting that half yard at the end but i think that attributed a lot to the decision um our run defense was you know a big run aside you can't take away the yards obviously but they did a decent job against uh, Henry outside of, you know, him in the red zone, obviously in the big run. Uh, but the play action, you know, Tannehill decided or the offensive coordinator decided to to run the same type of uh, offense that they ran last year. And the play action sucked up those those linebackers. I think Milano, it was clear he's not 100 um, percent. You know, he just he didn't look he didn't look great. He didn't look himself on the blitz packages and also uh, on those play actions. Uh, we'll start with you, Evan. Are you a little concerned about the defense? you think this is just a game plan specific thing? Uh, your thoughts on the defense? I'm not overly concerned right now um, because I think, you know, it, there's certain players. I don't like throwing, you know, the term like generational talents around. I don't like throwing that term around um, a lot, but there's like, I like applying it to like three players in the league at most at a time. And Henry's one of those players. If they had like, if the Titans had like, uh, I'm just trying to think who was like a, a really good running back, but not like Henry. Antonio Gibson. 
anybody else. <laughs> no, no, but let's let's say um, they had like Saquon even. Let's even go Saquon. Um, I don't think that's an issue because I think Henry's just like such an overpowering force that he can get through anybody. Um, well, actually, I guess Saquon wouldn't make any sense because he's hurt, but um, same point. Um, so yeah, I think it's just just look at this as like sort of a an outlier, and take it from there. Of course, there's still some things you can look at that might be a little bit of concern when it comes to um, gap fits and things along that that nature. But like, if you like uh, have like Hyde or Poyer missing a tackle on Henry, that's not something to be concerned about because it's like. On, in a one-on-one situation, do you like on, honestly expect someone to, like that size to make a tackle? Some are better than others at making a tackle, but I wouldn't bet on it, right? Right. And, uh, you know, Hyde, I thought he, him and Milano... Him taking that they, shot for... <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. But, you know, Hyde is the kind of guy where the only time you notice him is him making big plays, and then everything else is just... He's taking away his defender. And I thought Monday night he was a little below his standard. I mean, hmm. again, like that you don't see him take that that poor angle on the touchdown run. That that was a little shocking. Uh he had a pass interference where he didn't get his head around. That was a little, you know, out of the ordinary. I mean, listen, the guy's still a Pro Bowl type to, uh safety, but there's a couple couple uh below average games for him and below average is good for him so uh cody is there anything oh and also uh levi wallace should be cut again just that's the thing yeah yeah you know we're we're back on (laughs) we're no but i'm just you know you look on twitter and and he's the punching bag yet again you know that that's that's gonna be a thing i guess uh cody i know ej sorry if i can interrupt i know ej will be very happy to hear this but uh like trey white should have should have given up a touchdown uh against the titans because i think it was i think i can't remember whether it was brown or jones um that was coming across on like a drag route and he was just there was like no one that was like within like 20 yards of anyone and it was just like a straight line to the end zone it was like the robert woods the robert woods touchdown last year where he had that drag route and was it woods or i think i thought it was cut last year wasn't it i think they both had one actually (laughs) yeah so uh, Cody, what do you got on the defense from uh, Monday night? Uh, I, I'm I'm not overly concerned. Um, I know we're kind of on hide a little bit. Uh, that like like we were saying before, you can't take away plays. Obviously, that 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 one play was a was a backbreaker. Um, but other than that play, and like I said, you can't do that, right? But other than that, he's going he's going for 19 carries for 67 yards. Now, obviously, he's got all these touchdowns. But that's three and a half a clip. Um, I thought they did. They started really well um, on that one play. Rousseau got completely sealed off, right? Your, your linebackers got sucked up. I remember Edmonds ended up on the other side of the left tackle somehow. So, and and like you said, Milano wasn't his best day, and he he couldn't disengage. Um, so that play was just, you know, that was just a a whole and. Everybody the, the got aggressiveness, into, into the aggressiveness yeah. bit him in the ass on that that play. Right, and, and that's what the play action does for you. Um, I'm not overly concerned. This has been a, a team that's been been very good all year, so you can't 
take one game and, and decide to just stomp on them and burn it. I, I'm I'm okay going forward. There's some things I need to clean up, um, but that's okay. You got the bye week. Go and do it. And you also have to remember, if I can add something, that um, on that run play, uh, the Titans um, at that point had in their franchise left tackle, Deion Dawkins, help block for them. <laughs> Can't believe it. How do, how do guys like that get paid? Yeah. Broussard's a, an NBA guy, manly. So Still, yeah. whoever yeah, decided like... to put him on an a, a NFL game, shame on them. Herm, uh... You know, there, there's a lot of talk about the talent or the talent level of the teams we've played, and maybe that plays into what our defense has been able to do up until now. What do you think? I know we have a weak uh, schedule going forward. Do you think we're going to be able to maintain status quo for 2021, or are we going to see a little bit of a dip in production? No, you're, you're talking about the team overall, the question. The team De- defensive. No, well, defensively, um, the most disappointing thing for me in this game was Tannehill coming into the game was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. I think he had 20 sacks. Yeah. And we didn't get him. And he moved, we allowed him to move around. On some of those catches you're talking about, and I, I you know, went over a bunch of stuff earlier today. One, I think they said we were in zone defense. When they came across the middle, we had gone into a zone defense. And as you're saying, the linebackers were getting sucked up just on the play action. And then that allowed AJ, uh, Brown like last year, basically. Remember last year he was, yeah. I think he had 13 catches on us or something like that. And it seemed like every ball, they owned the middle of the field on mm-hmm. on, uh, on those drives uh, as they were going down the field or or when they needed first downs. You remember they the needed first down. It was almost, exactly. Yeah. It was almost like automatic. But we also weren't putting any pressure on Tannehill. Right. He, we, I, don't think, I don't know how many times did we touch him which was disappointing. Twice, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was sacked 20 times coming in the game, so I think our expectation, especially coming off of, we made Mahomes move around more than he really liked. We had him very uncomfortable, and he's much more elusive than Tannehill, and we we just we couldn't uh, duplicate that with our pass rush. And um, so that part was disappointing. But overall, I think that uh, it was an aberration. I think I like our defense. Overall, I like our defense moving forward. Uh, we, I, uh, we're still, I think, uh, 270 yards a game. We're we're number two in the league still with yards given up. But as you said, a lot of people are saying, "Okay, look at who we played." But we played uh, the last two weeks. We played probably two of the better teams, the best teams in the AFC. They could say whatever they want about Kansas City's defense, but that offense is still productive. You know, it's very productive and. So looking going forward, I think I, I like our defense. I mean, I like it a lot. Uh, Milano, this bye week actually gives us a chance to heal a little bit more. Because um, you remember uh, who was it? Poyer was coming back off an injury. Uh, Milano. And uh, Hyde will be okay. I, have, I love our safeties. I mean, yeah. I think we yeah. have one of the best safety tandems in the league, period. So I like our defense. The defense has been there for us to – the first five weeks of the season, even in the Steeler game, we lost, but they kept us in that game. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I like our defense moving forward. All right, moving on. Um, so with that game in the rear view, I just want to bring up the most unfortunate point of the, the loss is that we have our two losses, four and two, whatever, but they're to AFC opponents. 
gentlemen, is this going to affect us down the road regarding seating uh, and tiebreakers? Cody, I'm going to kick it over to you. Um, I hate the tiebreaker with the Titans. That one, that one hurts me because I feel like they're going to be a division winner. Um, you have you have the the Bills, the Chargers, the Raiders, Bengals, the Titans all at four and two, and the Ravens at at uh, five and one. The Bengals and the Raiders really haven't played much of an AFC schedule. They've been playing all those NFC West teams, um, so they have a lot more AFC AFC games coming up. I, I, we have a pretty soft schedule. I don't think it's going to come back and hurt us too bad because I can see us obviously almost running the table. Um, not to get too far into schedule, but the Bucks game obviously is going to be a tough one. Playing at the Pats is going to be tough, but um, does it affect us? Do I like it? No. And do I think it'll affect us? I think it will. Um, I think that Chiefs victory is a big one. Um, but I'm more, I'm more concerned about the head-to-head loss with the Titans than I am to overall AFC losses. And to your point. The Titans have an easy schedule too. Right. And they got they've they've gone through their gauntlet for the AFC pretty much. I mean, they have a ton of division games left and those are gimmies for them. Um yeah. but Evan, uh you have any thoughts on how this may affect us coming down the line? You know, this this may be a point where we might have to play that final week um for seeding. It's just a shame that uh, we don't play in Miami the very final week so that we can put in our backups and win 30 to nothing. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, the one thing about I do want to add about Tennessee is that, you know, you can attribute this to like an any given Sunday kind of thing. But remember, you can say easy schedule all you want. They're the, the one in the Jets one and four. That's so right. that's right. Um, it's parody. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting to, or it's an interesting question to, uh, ask whether it hurts or not. Um, this four and two, the two losses hurt because right now, by terms of teams in the AFC, just solely based on how good they are, I'd probably have the bills below the Ravens. I think, I think I'd put the Ravens at number one. Um, but the Ravens have a lot harder of a schedule. Um, and then I see, I think it's possible that Tennessee finishes ahead of the Bills in seating, solely in seating. Um, like, as in, I think they could finish with the same record, but then tiebreaker. I think that's where it would affect uh, a lot. But of course, if they were two and three, it wouldn't matter because only the one gets the buy, right? So, right. Um, so I, I think it's going to be more based on. Um, how much the Ravens are affected by their schedule compared to um, the Titans or the Bills. Herm, what do you got on this uh, this haunting question we got here? Well, one of the reasons I really, and, and I'm saying me, but also Bills fans, I wanted that Tennessee game is the fact they played Kansas City this week. So mm-hmm. if we had put them at 3-3, three and three, Kansas City at 3-3, three and three, one of them is going to get that fourth loss Sunday. We've beaten Kansas City head to head, and we lost to Tennessee. I, 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 in my opinion, with Evan right there, I, I think we'll finish ahead of Tennessee, but only the number one team gets to buy. 
um, the you know the way it's configured right now. So we got the two losses in the conference. Um, looking ahead at the schedule as a prognosticator, um, we'll talk about that later. I think that's on the script. But I right now having the two losses, we don't obviously we don't like them. They're there, but I think at the hopefully. And I feel this way, honestly, I'm biased, of course, heavily biased, but I think that we can still end up with the number one seed. We do have the head-to-head win with Kansas City. They have three losses right now. And as I said, Sunday, one of those teams is going to take another loss in the conference, Kansas City or Tennessee. So if it's Kansas City, they got four losses, Tennessee will have three. So um, as long as we do what we take care of our business, I think that, uh, We'll be all right at the end of the run here. Yeah, I, I'm not my the head to head isn't my biggest concern. I, I do think it'll come down to Baltimore. I think they are definitely our competition. And uh, listen, you got to win the games that are in front of you. Uh, and we just we really need to to hope that Baltimore drops games to AFC opponents because that's where the two losses become a little yeah. bit more significant than the head to head. Um, can I wait but, you can know, I say one more thing on that? Sure. Uh, Baltimore. All right. Kansas City doesn't fumble. They lose that game. Baltimore has been really, really lucky. I mean, well, to, to me. your point, Kenny, Kenny agrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't. They're not that. I don't. Baltimore is not that dominant. They lost their left tackle. If I'm correct this week, too. Right. He's yep, uh, out, yeah, out for the season. They're already decimated at the running back position. I feel they're going to. Lamar has uh, been. What are you ta- What are you talking about? They have you like Le'Veon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Lamar threw for over three hundred, what fifty yards in the second half of that game a couple of weeks ago. Not, not bad for a running back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just not. Con- I'm not convinced with Baltimore. I think they're going to take a fall when they got Cincinnati this week. So that'd be kind of an interest- interesting game because the Bengals, to be perfect honest, that offense looked kind of high powered. And uh, I believe they can outscore the Ravens um, the way they're playing right now. So Baltimore, mm-hmm. to me, is not – they're at the top of the pack right now at 5-1, and one, but they could easily be 2-4 and four or 3-3 three and three very, very easily right now with some of the uh, – they've got some very 66-yard field goal, uh, uh, a oh, fumble yeah. by the Chiefs. Well, you know, you it can be – yeah. It can be considered considered fluky, but you know sometimes at the end of the year, the Better Super Bowl be lucky than team, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're 17. two plays away from being six and zero. Oh, you know. Look at Thank Tampa you. Bay You're last right. year. You're right. Yeah, you know? yeah. Look how What's Tampa it? Bay started last year, and look yeah, how they, they got just, into the playoffs. They were just yeah. coming together as a team, though. So, but they had talent. So maybe Baltimore's just coming together as a team. Yeah. All these teams that we're talking about, and we've. We've not talked about the Chargers yet. They could sneak up there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. the Ravens just decimated them, but I think they might have a chance to, you know, yeah, sneak up on people. They could be very formidable. I remember when they came back on us last year and almost, but and Herbert's playing well. You're right, but I think out there the Raiders between them and the Raiders and the Chiefs, they'll put some losses on each other within that. That's division. my that's my thinking, right? That's why yeah. I yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, boys, you are what your record say it says you are. Hey, I've heard the, that before. Except the Steelers <laughs> last year. Worst, worst <laughs> 11-0 team 11 of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of all time, for sure. All right. 
All right, let's get into our superlatives so far. Uh, we'll rattle them off quickly if you want to give a little um, synopsis on why you think so. Um, go for it. Uh, Herm, you can start us off. I think we're all going to be pretty much on the same page for at least the offense. Mm. But, hey, if you want to throw a wild card in, go for it. <laughs> no, it's Josh Allen. I mean, there's no question about it. We, we, would, we wouldn't have the wins uh, we would that we have, excuse me, without him. So... Uh, he's and he's I mean, he spread the ball around. So between Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, even Knox, you know, he's um, but he's the guy that's been doing the delivering. So he's our MVP by far. And he continues to play like that. He can he can take that league MVP. Evan, what do you got? Don't really have anything to argue with there. <laughs> Quarterback's most important position in okay. team sports. So if your team is a high powered offense and your quarterback's like actually contributing like mostly to that he's the MVP of your offense. Yeah, that's, that's certainly not can't argue with that. Uh, how about you, Cody? You got Allen? Yeah. It's Josh Allen. I mean, you don't have, who can you substitute him with, you know, on that Cody team? Ford. That... He's got the same name as you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cody Ford. Yeah. That's unfortunate. We have the same name. He's yeah, great. <laughs> No, I hope I wish him the best. Uh, yeah, Cody Ford. Yeah, by definitely Cody Ford. <laughs> well, you just said, "Oh, I wish him the best." It's like, geez, he didn't. I mean, he's he's not very good, but he didn't die. Like, <laughs> well, you know, what do you tell someone that his died career might have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, to your point, no one outside of Josh Allen, uh, no one has really. It's been a, it's been a mix of players where. You know, Emmanuel Sanders was is probably the most consistent, I would say, across the board on offense. But there's certain games where guys have gone off. And uh, Josh Allen, despite the slow start, because remember, his first two games were not too great. He's on pace to have a much, or, or a, you know, statistically speaking, a, a better year than, than he did last year. I know there's an extra game, but, you know, he's right on par. Um, on a know, per game basis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen touchdowns, three interceptions. I believe he had four at this point last year. Uh, I think that was counting that ridiculous call. Oh the, yeah, the Croft know, one, the yeah. Rams. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I figured it was pretty much uh, unanimous there. Defensive MVP, uh, Herm, start us off. That was a tough one to be uh, perfectly. It. Yeah, defensively, right now, uh, uh, to me, it was Matt Milano. He missed a one game uh, being injured, but I felt he was the best player on our defense consistently through the first four weeks. He missed week five this week. He didn't play that well, but if, uh, if he plays the way he did uh, prior to getting injured and, and in my book right now, he was, he was the best player on our defense consistently um, week in and week out so far during the year. Evan, who's your defensive MVP this year? Can I chicken out and give co-MVPs? Because <laughs> I want to just give it to Poyer and Hyde. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like they've been more consistent, and you know, obviously the 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 term "valuable" is a very um, it's a it's a key uh phrase there, a key word. Um, you know, as as good as great as Milano's been this season, um, you know, they were still able to. The defense was still able to play really well uh, against uh, the Chiefs when he was out. So 
Um, yeah, that's all I can really. I think Trey has had a bit of a down year, and compared to past years, so there's not really much else to say. I mean, there's that one other guy who I feel like I should bring up just because I know some people are going to say him for whatever reason. No, he's he's. Although someone does need to bring up, did you know that he's 23 and he's in his fourth season? (laughs) I I promise you, you don't need to bring him up. That's good because he's not played very well this year. Whatever you say mm-hmm. there, Evan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, how, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with Evan. On, I'm not going to go co-MVP, but I, I like Micah Hyde. You know, we kind of dogged him a little bit in this past game, but uh, he's already got three interceptions, one for a pick six. Uh, this guy's only missed two games since we brought him over here in, in 2017. So, uh, you know, we talk about Matt Milano, and, yeah, he's had a great year, but he's always good for missing four games. Um, I like the, the, the dependability of of, uh, of Micah Hyde setting that secondary, setting the pace. Poyer's great, um, but I'm going to give it to to, to Micah Hyde. That's a yeah, good I, uh, yeah, I I'm going to agree with you. I would like to shout out two guys. Uh, Taron Johnson is close up there, and as much as you don't like it, Tremaine Edmonds, leader of the defense, baby, made some plays. <laughs> has been marketably improved. He had He's one actually- good game. Granted, it was like that, an amazing game, but he had one good game. No, that's not true. Not at all. Um, <laughs> he, he, his play, as far as Edmonds, the one thing I just want to say is he's playing like he knows where he's supposed to go. Um, mm. A lot of times you'd see him half speed, and I thought that was his. That was my biggest issue, is him just being half speed, and you get hurt playing half speed, and that's what happened last year. But I'm going to go with Micah Hyde. I think all-encompassing, he is the – although Jordan Poyer is fa- – I think Jordan, this is a funny thing. We're going to get into our, our Pro Bowl later. I think Poyer actually will make the Pro Bowl this year as a sympathy um, for the last couple of years because uh, he deserved it. Uh, but Hyde, I think I think he's the leader back there, um, even though he does, he's, he's not a captain, right? Or is he a captain this year? I can't remember. Poyer's a captain. No? I don't know. I thought Hyde was a captain. Either way. Um, let's do a quick Google he, search. <laughs> I don't think yeah, really, right. Yeah. They but, just have uh, half of a C on each of their jerseys. Yeah, right. Like with the heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but he's made the big plays. I mean, he's got the pick the the pick six in the Chiefs game, um, some key interceptions, you know, the Washington game, he had a big interception. He's always around the football, and when he doesn't show up on the stat sheet, it's because quarterbacks don't want to throw in his his direction. Um, and that's yeah. been that's been a mainstay for the last four years, and as Cody said, he's him and him and Poyer specifically. They've been on the field almost every game. Um, yeah. So Hyde is a defensive him. captain. So there, there you go. go. There there you the go. Power of Google. Hey, just a <laughs> <you know>, um, <laughs> with, with Trey White. I think that um, again, it, it kind of reminds me of Stephon Gilmore when he was here. You're not hearing his name. He's not. He doesn't have the big picks or anything like that. But I feel like sometimes that's a good thing. You know. Yeah, he's running with, with, with I the think this year receiver that's down the field. And, you know, it's kind of like a, like an offensive lineman. If you don't hear about him, they're doing something good, you know? I think the problem with Trey White is he doesn't have, like, elite measurables. So he's not making those those plays where you just wow, you know, those wow plays. But he's he's 
he's always going to be a, a, a top five, top seven corner, in my opinion, for, for as long as he decides to play before. You know, this is a guy who may shift over to safety later on in his career. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's having a bad year. Um, I thought last year was a little worse. I thought he got picked on a little bit. He was a little banged up, but um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, like you said, he's going, he's covering number one receivers, pretty much game in, game out. Yeah. Uh, most improved, Herm. Who do you got for most improved this year? Knox, Knox, Dawson Knox. He's, uh, I mean, I, that that hurts us. I hate, and I, I mean, I hate to see the fact that he's having a great year. Um, even in this game, he had the touchdown that was called back by a penalty. But what he had, uh, what's he got? Five touchdowns uh, going into yeah. that game, and and also, I mean, forgetting even not forgetting the touchdowns, but some of the catches he's made. You know, yeah, as we're driving down the field, he's uh, he's been a breath of fresh air in terms of adding to our attack. We already had you know good wide, great wideouts easily in the slot, and uh, he's uh, it's. To me, that's going to hurt us a little bit. Um, we got Sweeney, who did catch his first touchdown, but uh, backing him up, I saw the other list, two guys on the practice squad, and the other one I never heard of uh, potentially is uh, replacements here in the short term, however long that is. But without question to me, he is the most improved player of uh, our, uh, especially of our starting 22 or the reserves. So, tend to agree with that. What about you, Evan? Um, for the sake of just being different, um, I want to say Taron Johnson because, yeah, like I think for a lot of his career, um, before his extension, I think people gave him a little bit too much credit, mainly because he's just sort of like a McDermott type of guy. So by default, he's he must be good kind of thing, and that he can tackle really well. And you know, like, you know, I, I like. Pl- corners being able to tackle but he was the kind of guy that was tackling well because he was getting beat sometimes um and then of course but of course he would have like a a great pick six every once in a while obviously there was the the one in the divisional game and then of course there was the one in um uh the the pittsburgh sunday night game uh a few weeks before that um so i was worried for a sec that they were sort of chasing the uh the the splash play in regards to to Taron, but this year I, I don't think he's had a bad game yet. This year, he's been very good, and based on his recent success, I think they were smart in giving him that extension. Yeah, those were the, the those two guys were on my list for sure. Um, I didn't go with Taron only because I thought his. His improvement really started at the end of last year. I thought um, that's fair. Getting yeah, 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 but I mean, I I totally see where you're coming from. But I thought him getting benched. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but you saw a different player. And then this year, it's all about consistency, and he's been relatively health healthy. But I'm gonna have to go with Knox, even though again, I didn't think Knox was a bad player to begin with. I just thought that it it all came together this year. He he doesn't have the drops, you know. I think he's credited with one or two, and they weren't. You know, there was that one ball that he was sliding, and it was behind him. And yeah, almost but he goes it. hands on it, so. Yeah, yeah. It but, uh, you know, dumb. I'll I'll take that. But uh, the, the those chunk plays that Herm mentioned, just you know, 
20, 20 yards down the field, um, you know, getting behind the linebackers in between the safeties or the deep corner, he's been money. He's, he's caught, he's caught everything in those big moments, whether they're easy or hard. He's uh, had that, that touchdown streak that you mentioned earlier. And he's def he's, he's one of those unicorns where he's big, he's strong, he's fast. And uh, you know, there's not a defensive, there's like two or three prototypical defenders in the entire NFL that can cover those kind of guys. So he's, he's one of those, uh, you know, uh, Trump cards, so to speak, especially down in the red zone. Cody, who do you have for most improved? Um, yeah. I mean, Dawson Knox, I think is probably the, the obvious pick. I, 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 I'm with Evan. I, Tyron Johnson, I think, yeah, he was definitely getting marketably better at the end of last year, but this is a guy that you knew could come down and kind of play, uh, inside the box and stick a guy. Um, and he's like a little pit bull out there. But just watching him against the Chiefs, he was lined up a couple of times on Tyreek. And uh, just watching him playing inside-outside leverage was was almost spot on. And it was uh, – I can't remember a time last year where he looked that good in pass defense. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Taron Johnson here. Um, I love the guy. And he's a guy that's, I mean, you're, you're talking 5'9", 5'10", 180 pounds. This isn't a big guy. Um, the way he comes yeah, down maybe, to the box. Maybe not impressive. a pit bull, maybe, maybe a Doberman pincher. Yeah, whatever you, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's shorty. Yeah, yeah, wait, are pit bulls smaller than Dobermans? Yeah, like, like yeah, miniature, was, sorry, miniature, yeah. excuse me, miniature pincher. Little the little dobies. That's what I mean. The men pen. The men pen. Well, I don't want to give him anything. I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. I like the guy. But no disrespect uh, to the men pen. I mean, it just seems like he doesn't really have any. You know, there's no fear there. He, you know, and we we talked about McDermott loving a a sure tackler, and that's exactly what he is. But he's kind of like that hit stick. He's a. It's fun watching him play. Uh, I'm glad he's on this defense. I I thought the extension was the perfect time. And, uh, yeah, let's go. T- I'm going Tyron Johnson here. All right. So we got a split right down the middle. All right. Let's move on to the biggest addition. Um, it could be either free agency or draft, obviously. Herm, why don't you lead us off? Who's your biggest addition? Uh, well, say draft or free agency. But, I mean, right now for me, it's Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, we've added – he's played – I wasn't sure when we picked him up. I mean, after seeing him with uh, coming from the Saints, I think uh, the Broncos, and then all right, did he? What did he have left in the tank? And I I remember there was some criticism in the off season when we did pick him up because okay, you're bringing in another receiver. Um, who was it? John Brown. We lost him, and all right, was he the suitable guy to replace him? Because Brown was our speed burner even though he was injured, you know, he was injured quite a bit, but he was a deep threat. But Sanders, other than uh, it seemed like it took him and uh, him and Josh a couple of games to kind of get on the same page. Because you remember early, even in Steeler game, we missed, I think Josh missed him or whatever. They got their wires crossed a couple of times on some deep balls. But he's been uh, on the other side because obviously Diggs is going to have the most attention paid to him just by virtue of the year he had last year. Mm-hmm. And Beasley's Beasley's there, but he gives us that uh, third option of the receivers, of, of our starting receivers. And 
he's done a fantastic job. So I, I love right now, I, I love the addition. It seems like he loves being in Buffalo. So that's a beautiful thing. Agreed. Yeah, he, he's definitely exceeded my expectations. Uh, how about you, Evan? I was going to go with Sanders as well. Um, mainly, mainly because, like, you know, we've been talking about the rookies uh, a lot and how, they, how good they've been at, at points. But I, I feel like the more accurate way to talk about the rookies right now is you can see the production they can have right now in one game. Um, but cons- consistency is something else. Like we saw, you know, obviously we were singing Russo's pl- praises like mad because they obviously had the really good interception and he had the game against Miami. Um, but in the other three games, like three, four games, like he's not, he hasn't made like a, a giant impact. So you can see the stuff there. It's just not, he hasn't quite put it all together yet as you would expect from a, from a draft pick. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Sanders. Uh, and cause yeah, he's just been a fantastic uh, number two option and almost to the point this year where, you know, if you didn't know any better, you might think he was, you know, one a and one B with digs. Cause right. he's been doing great. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's one thing I do want to add, though, one of the reasons why I I remember I, I loved that they signed him was because I think even even more so than the uh, the play last year with uh, Josh trucking uh, Kyle Van Noy, he had my favorite play last year where um, I, I, call, I remember I, I was joking. I called him to one of my friends, uh, one of the league's best punt returners, because uh, this was when Taysom Hill was starting. And he's got like more of a noodle arm than P- freaking Peterman. So he threw a deep ball yeah. and he underthrew him so much. Sanders like stopped, turned, plant or planted, turned around and caught it like a punt. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that's right. Yeah. 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 How, how does Steve go check out that play now? All this money. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember the play too. Yeah. Uh to, to, to piggyback off of you, for me, it's pretty obvious. Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, he's got 24 receptions. He's averaging 17.2 yards a catch. He's got four touchdowns. It seems like he's always good to catch one or two, you know, 20 to 30, maybe even a 40-yard touchdown pass. He's just been, uh, outside of that first game, he's just been super consistent, and uh, he's exceeded my expectations. I knew he was going to be a better receiver overall than John Brown, but I wasn't quite sure how much he had left in the tank. And he's proved uh he's proved that he's got a ton left. And let's hope uh let's hope he stays healthy and we'll be able to ride him into the playoffs. Cody, you got anything different to add or uh we unanimous here? Well I mean the answer is Sanders, right? But um to add on I'd like to give a shout out to Starla Tool. Um well, like he's not an addition, though. He's, Addi- he did not play last year, uh, you know? Well, he's still listen, under contract, <laughs> but I hear yeah. what you're still saying. still under contract, but listen, last year, this def- defensive line was not very good. He has made right. a big difference. Not somebody that's going to, you know, get a lot of uh, attention, but he, he can slide into that one technique, you know, move Oliver to a three. And, and you know, outside of, I know, the Titans game and looking at what, what Derrick Henry does to people, um, it doesn't look that great, but he's been a big addition. Uh, you, you know, yeah, he was here two years ago, but from last year to this year, he's been he's made that defensive line a lot better. 
Definitely can't but argue the with that. <laughs> uh, I guess an honorable mention, I would say, Greg Rousseau. You know, he, he's been. Well, I thought about Rousseau, well. right? Uh, but I think Evan hit it on the head. Just uh, the lack of consistency. But he's a rookie. But I mean, he's yeah. played. He's he, for a number one draft pick, and I'm playing on the edge. He's only going to get better. Uh, and as he gets leaving a little bigger, a little stronger, more mature, because he got caught a couple of times on the Henry run, as you guys said, that was just uh, a lack of discipline. And he got smoke kill Bossa on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but but no, that you're right, Travis. I mean, I thought about him, but I, I couldn't go with. But I also got to say, with Cody, I saw an Ed Oliver interview, and he said having Star back has helped him immensely, and we know it has because yeah. he's got that, you know, that big body right there, right next to him. And, um, but uh, he didn't play last year. So we're getting into the technicality for the addition. He was addition by subtraction <laughs> from last year. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. We're an hour in. Something like that. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's cruise through these next couple ones. Um, yeah. Let's just give an overall rating. You know, F through A plus for the offense. Uh, Evan, why don't you give us your rating, your grade? I want to say a B plus so far, um, mainly because maybe not numbers wise, but but pure play wise wise, Allen's regressed a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit. And then, of course, the red zone play calling has been a bit of an issue. But of course, you know, you've still got second most points scored in the league. Um, uh, and second most points uh, per drive as well. So you can't really argue against that. Agreed. Uh, Herm, what you got? What's B your plus. grade? B plus. B plus. I mean, you know, I want the A and the A plus, of course, because I'm greedy. But <laughs> they've been B pluses. I, I can't. Evan just hit the right points. We're second in the league in points with all of our, the little bit of the flaws that we pointed out here tonight. And I think we're going we're gonna to work them out. And I still feel that we're, we could have the most formidable offense in the league right now Man, moving forward. So B plus. Cody, what's your grade for the offense? I'm going uh, to give them an A. Uh, like I touched on earlier, this is the most points the Bills have ever scored through six games in, in their history uh, with 203. So. Yeah, I would go A plus, but I'm gonna take the plus off because of the red zone. Uh so A. Yeah, I'm gonna go just to just to B. And it's all got to do with, with Herm's thinking is you know, I'm giving them a B. Their curve is based on their team their their offense. And this is an offense that could break many records. The slow start in the beginning hurt them, their red zone woes. Um, and then just a couple, you know, misfires by Allen here and there it's going to happen and you know a, a b for the buffalo bills offense is good enough to win most games but they've left a lot of plays out in the field and uh you know there's there's definitely room for improvement so that's why i'm going to go with b uh evan let's swing it back around to you give us a uh defensive grade um i'm gonna go with b plus again uh i think the defense uh was covered a little bit um by uh, the ease of schedule so far. And then the, they played the Chiefs, and they played great against them, but they did show that uh, they still got a bit of an issue when it comes to stopping the run. So I'm going to say B+. Plus. No, no I'll, I'll say A-. I'll go higher. 
A minus. Okay. Yeah. Herm, what's your grade for the defense? B plus. B plus. Uh, as I, I think I and said earlier and to reiterate, I mean, I like our defense. And um, as a cohesive unit, they've played well. Um, Evan has hit that, okay, we haven't played some of the talent, the level of the talent we played early on. But Kansas City, they, which is still, to me, other than our offense, probably the best offense in the in the AFC. And we did a great job. And Tennessee, I feel, was an aberration. If we played them again, I think we'd play them a little bit differently and a lot tougher. But uh, And we I may see to. them again. Yeah. I so, might be seeing them again. That's right. B plus. All righty. How about you, Cody? Yeah, I like B plus too. Um, I'd go A, you know, because we were great at, at takeaways, but um, I don't like the pass rush. Uh, I, I feel like we, we, we still, yeah, Rousseau's hopefully gets better. If you had somebody like a TJ Watt on this team, it would be, I don't know, it would be great. <laughs> but uh, B plus, B plus. Yeah, that's all your guys' comments are pretty much in line with how I feel. I'm going to give them an A minus. I think outside of the turnovers, which you know they they come in bunches, and then don't be surprised for a, a portion of the season where we don't see as many, and then we kind of really see what the defense is made out of. But I just really like how they've been playing as a unit. Um, when guys get injured, other guys step up, and it's as if. Uh, the guy who they're filling in for hasn't even got come come off the field. I think they're all playing fast and they know where they're supposed to be. I thought we saw a few hiccups in the last game. Um, you know, if they came out and dominated the Titans or, you know, gave up 20, 21, 28 points, I'd give them an A plus all the way. I've been thoroughly uh, surprised and, and ha not surprised, but just kind of taken back a little bit by, the the return to greatness so to speak uh for the bills defense but you know last week they they showed some uh showed some chinks in their armor but uh we'll we'll see how that goes forward um now we'll move on to things on the horizon let's go a little rapid fire just so we're not here all night just um, to add real quick sorry sorry i'm not going to take too much no. time but two two uh two zeros we put up so let's just remember yeah, that's that true. yeah yeah that's true. true to shout out to you right doesn't matter who it is. They're all NFL teams. Right. Yeah, it's tough to shut out anybody. You're right. Uh, Herm, who is your? What is your toughest game going forward? Tampa, the Bucks. Yeah. I think that it's probably going to be unanimous one here. Yeah, you're going with Tampa as well. Yeah. Cody. Yeah, the toughest game is Tampa. I think the most important game is going to end up being at New England. Yeah, that's very true. I I, I kind of have the same sentiments where I don't believe. The the toughest game on our schedule might be might not be the most important. I mean, it's an it's an yeah. out of conference game, so it doesn't really matter as much. Um, but I'm with there, right there with you. I think as far as opponent wise, and you know their firepower on offense and their style of defense, I think that'll kind of uh, you know that'll be a tough game. Uh, one noticeable change going forward that that we can foresee going into the future. I'll go first just to kind of give a, uh, a, you know, a, a description of what I mean. I think we're going to see a lot, a, a smaller defensive line rotation. I think last week kind of shot ourselves in the foot by not playing uh, Basham and Epinesa and instead going bigger. 
I think what you're going to see is a little bit more like you see in baseball in the playoffs where that starting rotation shrinks a little bit. And I think they pretty much know who they got and they've all had enough time playing. I don't think we'll see much of Obata anymore. I think he's kind of mm. proved himself to be that, that, you know, he's, he's a solid player. And if somebody goes down, he'll be great in rotation, but guys like yeah. him, you know, uh, maybe I would like to see Harrison Phillip play a little bit more and, and less of uh what's his name? Um, the Butler. defensive tackle that Butler. Yes. I would like to see less of Butler. I would like to see him go the Trent Murphy route, but you know, overall I think we're going to see a smaller, more consistent defensive line rotation. Herm, I'll kick it over to you. Um, what's in one noticeable change you'll see going forward. Uh, I think we may do a little bit more blitzing. Um, just to put some more pressure on the, on the passer. Um, hopefully, as you're saying, all right, if Epinesa gets to play, I think he is a bet. We would have we would have been a smaller defense against uh, Tennessee, but as I said, we didn't touch Tannehill, and he and going into the game, he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, and we made their offensive line look all world because we lacked a pass rush, which it makes it hard on the secondary and the linebackers to cover. So. We're going to be playing some teams with some suspect quarterbacks. You want to put some pressure on them. If we can't do it with that front four, I think we, we're going to have to uh, defensively blitz a little bit more or not a whole lot, but you're going to need to show some pressure and, and make these – we're going to be facing some young quarterbacks and make them uncomfortable. I like it. We've kind of gone away from the blitzing where we yeah. started off pretty blitz happy. I understand it for Kansas City. I thought last week we could have done a little bit more. Evan, what do you think you're going to see going forward? Some small changes. Um, do don't it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills tried to trade for some interior line help. I think. Um, as to who offensive I, line? Or yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, as to who in particular? Uh, I know the first name that comes to mind for a lot of people is Andrew Norwell, but I don't think. Uh, he'll be as available uh, to the extent that people think he will be, mainly because like the Jaguars team or the offense as a whole is a bit of a mess. So you want to keep Trevor Lawrence at least kind of upright. Mm. So you you want to keep probably your best pass blocker on the team, uh, regardless if you think you can, you can get like a a mid round or a late round pick for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they might try to trade for some for some help there because. Feliciano and Ford and Butker and whoever the hell else they decide to put there, it's not doing it. They're definitely getting some pressure, uh, more pressure than we'd like to see. Uh, Cody, what say you on uh, noticeable changes going forward? Yeah, I I, I agree with Evan. I think there's going to be at least one new face in here. I really don't know where that's going to be. But for me... It really comes down to two two things I don't like is the pass rush and the red zone. Um, I feel like we're a little bit too predictable in the red zone. We're always going three wide. Now, of course, if you're on the 19-yard line, it's going to be a little bit different personnel than if you're on the four-yard line. But I'd like to see something change there. Um, they got to shake that up a bit. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be a big – a decent sized trade, whether that's interior offensive line, which I like that idea, or I, I really do think that we need a better pass rusher. And Rousseau might be it. 
down the line, but I don't think he's it right now, personally. Well, I can I can agree, but I just they have so many bodies and money tied up in the defensive line. I think they kind of made their bed and now they got to lie in it. I, you know, not disagreeing, but well, the other, another thing that we can do it. <laughs> another thing, well, you know, I'd be all Jerry Hughes can go somewhere too, so maybe <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's but, your, your pet peeve there. <laughs> And listen, I'm a, I am I got Jerry Hughes's jersey. I mean, but yeah, no, no, no. The greats, the greats. You don't, you don't anymore because now it's Hughes Jr. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I want to get my uh, money back guarantee from that one. Um, also, one, you know, when you talk about moves, is can anyone see us giving a low round pick to get Hollister back? <laughs> mm. I saw that uh, article um, that mentioned that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be kind of funny, actually. It would I don't be. Think- you have to take Out one of on the chin a turn, Bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would been he would have been good to have. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. Um moving on, let's just uh rattle off our predictions for our pro bowlers. Uh I'll start. Obviously, Allen's. I think Diggs will get in with name recognition, although I don't know if his numbers will will add up to it. I think Edmonds will get in, not necessarily, I think due to his play, but also he has that name recognition and who knows how the interior offense or or linebackers fall. Um, I think Milano will end up earning his. I think he'll end up staying healthy. And I think Trey White will make it based on name recognition. And I think, like I said earlier, Jordan Poyer will earn those honors. Uh, Herm, you got a a list for me for your pro bowlers this year? I had uh, Allen. Diggs, uh, Milano, if he can stay healthy. And I, I thought I, my, my wild card in there was if Knox had continued to play, if he hadn't got hurt, but he's competing against some, exactly. other tight, some tight ends that have name recognition, obviously. Do we he's know not, if he misses four games? Well, they're saying um, earlier today I read the type of the bone that he broke three weeks. So we're off this week. So you're taking a week. They're saying three to four weeks. Okay. So it's metacarpal. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but no one, no one in the safeties, huh? No uh, safeties. It's just because you got these other guys in the league, Ramsey and these guys with names, um, like you say, name recognition, and they haven't gotten it in the past. But it all depends on how our defense. I think the tables are the turning. Yeah. Yeah. If the defense plays the way you. they did early in the season, and like you said, Hyde's been outstanding from my perspective. We. We were on him a little bit earlier, but he's as a tandem. I I think they're one of the best tandems in the league. But um, individually, Hyde has and Cody hit it best. He's also reliable. He's there, and he's been there, and he's also picked off some balls this year too. Which statistically, people look at the stats. So, who's your Pro Bowlers, Evan? I'm frankly ashamed of all your answers because I think you're <laughs> all incredibly <laughs> inaccurate. Because because it's the truth accurate. is. The truth is, is um, the answer is going to be zero because they'll be in the Super Bowl. Ah, yeah, I like that. That's good. That's okay, good. but well, but in all in yeah, all seriousness, they just won't be out there. They won't. Yeah, be in all seriousness, but, but he he's right. If they deny it, they don't get the honor. Yeah, in all seriousness, um, probably Allen Diggs, White, based off name recognition, um, probably Edmonds, because he'll have a lot of tackles and. 
people just don't know how to judge linebacker play at all. Freaking <laughs> freaking Patrick Queen was one of the worst players in the league last year, and he won freaking defensive player of the year last year. So or rookie of the year last year. Rookie. Yeah, so um <laughs> and then I think Poyer gets his first as well. I like that. All right, let's move on to our season predictions. You don't need just give me a a win loss record and who the remaining losses go out to. Um, I'll start. I I predicted thirteen and four in the beginning when me Evan and uh, Jeremy sat down and did this. I don't think anything's going to change. However, I don't know. Maybe these were the losses I chose. I can't remember, but I'm going to say the Colts and the Patriots are our two remaining losses. I think we beat Tampa Bay. I think we do. Um, but again, that Patriots away is one of those ones that we might let get get away. And, and, and the Colts as a unit, we saw a little bit last year how uh, they played us close. I don't necessarily love the matchup. I think it's very similar to the Titans, um, especially with their running game. And, you know, God knows. Who knows what Wentz ends up as, but I'm going to go with those two. Erm, what do you got for the remaining uh, win-loss predictions? 14 and 3. And the loss I have is to Tampa. I believe we will handle the Patriots. Uh, we can outscore them. Uh, that's in my assessment. Um, Mac Jones and their team, they don't scare me. They got Belichick, but I believe we can, we can score on anybody. I believe we'll outscore them. Tampa might present some problems because they can score as well, and their defense is tough. And I think we're about to go on a run like we mm-hmm. did last year after the bye. And if, uh, I mean, we're second in the league, as Cody said, we put up 203 points and I'm greedy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I believe that we can, um, you remember, he I mean, watched the game. Travis you, greedy, you would say two losses. Come on. No, no, well, we were great. Yeah, that's right. I'm greedy for these wins right now. I feel we, well, that's what we, I'm saying. No, you were going undefeated, right? No, no. Well, no, I, I feel that Tampa's <laughs> Tampa's a formidable opponent. That's the way I look at it. I, but in terms of, I believe we can outscore. You were with me watching the game Monday night. What I said, I felt we could outscore Tennessee and we probably should have. We just didn't finish. But they're going to make some changes, as Cody said. You know, this we is need her. To make finish the drive. <laughs> finish the drive. <laughs> finish the drive. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised when you were talking about um, <laughs> what to expect in the next like little bit, you didn't suggest doing something like uh, trading uh, Wallace and like a sixth or a seventh to the Browns for Greedy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's good. Evan, what do you got? Um my the the teams were weren't right, but I predicted a four and two start before the bye. And I'm gonna stick to my predictions. Losses against Tampa and the second Patriots game. They're just I just think the Patriots are just gonna be a little feisty. I think it's probably a good word (laughs) in that second game. And uh they'll come away with that one. And then Tampa Bay is, you know. Tom Brady can't really argue against Tom. So I'm just, I guess, I guess I'm being greedy. I just want to vanquish that. uh, Yeah. Gosh, one thing (laughs) that I was, (laughs) gosh, one thing that I, um, man, that storyline, if, if the, the bills uh, would have won the AFC championship game last year, that storyline. Yeah. 
and that disappointment if they lost. It's like been facing Tom Brady yeah, can go to an entirely different conference and you still can't beat him. It's like, yeah, oh. that, that, that would have been <laughs> tough. Added in the Super Bowl, yeah. not winning. Yeah, that, yeah. Been, well, that would not I'll have been a fun offseason. Guys, that's going to be the Super Bowl this year. Bills and Bucks yeah, this year. We're going we're gonna, to drop this game to the Bucks this year. It's going to be 13. We're going to be 13 4. We're going to drop the game to the Bucks in a very close game, and then we're going to get it back in the Super Bowl. But I don't like I'm, – I'm with you guys. I don't like that second New England game. It's the day after Christmas, 12-26 in, in Massachusetts. I, there's something about it. I just – the vision games are strange. The Jets beat the Titans. Things happen. I'm not afraid of the quarterback, but it just could be an off day for us. I'm not sure. Uh, 13-4. Yeah, the likelihood of sweeping the division two years in a row. I mean, that's that's probably yeah. a tough feat for, for any yeah. of the – good teams in in league history so yeah you know that that's uh it's consensus either way i think we're uh it's going to be close as far as who we getting that number one seed i think that's that's what uh that's what it comes down to that's you right know, home field advantage is nice but that that bye week especially especially having the bye week this early i think our team's going to need it so yeah hopefully we can uh get our ducks in a row and travis i am with you that that colts game uh there's something about them too. And once it's rounding into form, I think that's going to be a tough game. Frank, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, I don't think any. I mean, the, the crazy thing, and and it's kind of like last year, halfway through the season, is there's nobody on the schedule that we can't beat. It's just right. it's the NFL. So um, we're going to be the that, favorite in every game, other than at Fox, most likely. Yeah, yeah, you know you're right. I think we play and and the only one that kind of slipped under the radar is New Orleans. I mean, that's another one that who knows, but uh yeah, Thanksgiving I, I like night, our chances right? on Yeah. I like our chances on Thanksgiving. Um, Get three picks yeah. on that game. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, hopefully his vision. Kenny here in the comments says uh yeah, I think they might Carolina. 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 Yeah, it's a oh, sneaky I, one. I I, I have to disagree heavily yeah, like on Carolina Kenny. because I feel like they've like they started off hot. And then they re- people realized, oh wait, they've basically been playing the NFL's equivalent of like junior varsity teams. Yeah. So yeah. riff raff. Yeah, like yeah. and same thing with Darnold too. <laughs> like uh, I I don't know if I've ever seen a player uh, like a player start to a season more like overhyped than Darnold, honestly. Mm. Because he played Maybe three fits. games really well. It's very a fit start, you know. That's what it yeah, kind of reminds me of. And then, and then since then, he's like played like, like Donald. Donald. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just never going to be the guy that has that it factor, you know. When when the chips are down and the game's on the line, it just I don't I don't see it. And and he's very pedestrian. He doesn't have any of those elite. Um, he doesn't have one. You know, they kind of talk about like two others. He's not great at anything. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I feel the same he's, way about that. I, I felt the same way. He's playing like the USC quarterbacks. I can go yeah. back a long way. To, there you, you know, go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The USC Turnovers usually don't shift or you don't, yeah, you don't get better at protecting the ball when you go to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because at least I think, I think one of the things with, uh, with Allen when he was coming out in college, it's like one of the reasons why he didn't throw a ton of picks in college was that he was just missing guys like crazy. <laughs> so it's just like, hey. No one can no one can catch it, including the, the defenders. So <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that just about does it. Um, 
you know, let's enjoy this bye week as much as we can. Uh, you don't got to worry about the Bills. Hopefully your fantasy teams, if you have them, are doing well. Hopefully you make some good prop bets uh, <laughs> uh, and much of the like. But until next week, uh, Cody, thanks for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Until next course, week, enjoy it again. Yeah. This has been the Friday Night Forecast. And uh, as always, let's go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.